are back. I am your host, Will Gill. And today, I am very excited. I know I say that every week, <laughs> but uh, this week's a little special. Uh, you, if you hear that laugh and it sounds familiar, thank you for riding with us this whole time. We have a very special person on our podcast. We like to call him OVO Vante. And some of y'all might even know him as Vante the Pro. What up, my guy? Welcome oh, back. What's good? <laughs> oh, man. What's good? I feel good to be back. How, yeah. you, how you doing? How you doing? I saw this guy in the woods. I said, hey, man, you want to come be on the podcast? And he said, yes. So uh, he's here now. And uh, I'm excited because today we are reviewing Travis Scott's new album, Astro World. Okay. And a fun fact about this album. What's up? Travis Scott's first album, Rodeo, mm-hmm. was actually the first episode me and Vontae the Pro ever recorded. Fun facts. We stayed yeah. up real late. We got fucked up. Yeah. We got super drunk. I think we we had hella of uh, 40s. We drank like three Mickeys. Yeah. We took hella shots. And the episode was literally about... An hour and a half long, maybe up to two hours. That's yeah. how long the review was. And the, and, and the album's only like 45 minutes. And we were fucked up, so we were like, we can't put this shit out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom to our episode, you'll see J-Rock is our first episode. Yep. But uh, for real, the first episode we recorded ever was uh, Travis Scott Rodeo. <laughs> so this guy always kind of has that uh, special place yeah, he does, on the he podcast. Does. Mm-hmm. But a Snapple fact. Yeah, it works. <laughs> And if uh, you guys been riding with us for a long time, hey, we appreciate y'all. Uh, if you listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, good looking, bro. We fuck with y'all. <laughs> if you listen to us on uh, iTunes, hey, you got a little extra responsibility. You have to drop a review on your boys and uh, mm-hmm. hit us with that five golden stars. We'll appreciate it. Show some love to us. We'll show love back. Or if you just want to let us know what we not doing well. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an option too, but that's not our favorite option. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that being said, we got Travis Scott, Astro World. If you guys don't know who this guy Travis Scott is, let's get into this background check. Let's get it. Who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A god. I just told you. That's who I think I am. The God, Travis Scott, coming out of Houston, Texas. Travis Scott started making beats at the age of 16. Mm. He started a production group with his homies called The Graduates. They started making beats and releasing music on, guess what platform? Uh, SoundClick? MySpace. MySpace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Close. It, that was was SoundClick close. before MySpace? They were there on the rise Around at the same, the same time. time. Yeah. And uh, the graduates together dropped two projects before parting ways. By the way, if anybody has those two projects, can you please send it to me? Because I would like to hear uh, a young Travis Scott putting out music. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So how'd that happen? Travis Scott in high school. Yeah, yeah. You put out was some... in a group called The Graduates. But you can't find those tapes. I didn't find them. Uh, I didn't search that hard neither, to be yeah, fair. But yeah. if somebody wants to link us. Oh, yeah. You know our DM. HHR. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get back to this background check. And uh, so they dropped two projects before parting ways. Through a mutual friend, Travis Scott was actually discovered by T.I. In 2012, mm. Travis Scott dropped the mixtape Al Farrell. And, and that mixtape had production touches from Mike Dean and Kanye West. They kind of helped mm. mold Travis Scott through that mixtape. That project landed him on the 2013 Double XL freshman class. Oh, it's a freshman right here? Yeah, this is a freshman in okay. 2013. Freshmen still mattered. 
Mm, yeah, <laughs> they don't really yeah. matter no more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Double XL pretty much shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in anticipation for his debut album, Travis Scott dropped the mixtape days before Rodeo. Mm. That mixtape built the buzz up for Travis Scott's debut album. Rodeo finally dropped in 2015. It was praised for kind of moving the trap sound forward. Mm-hmm. Birds in the Trap was another great step forward for Travis Scott. So I thought, hey, mm-hmm. it's only right that we get into this Astro World review mm-hmm. and bring on the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Vontae the Pro onto the podcast. Vontae the Pro, my guy, how are you feeling about Travis Scott Astro World? You know, it's funny how I was feeling. Okay, to sum it up, I'm. I was thinking about it. I was excited, and I was looking forward to this album. But when I was really trying to break down why I was excited and why I was looking forward to it, I couldn't really do it. And kind of what I mean, on this podcast, I've been recorded being a, uh, being a Travis Scott stan. Like you said, the first, the, the first episode we were going to do was Travis, and I think that might have been my suggestion at the time. Definitely. You know? <laughs> so, like, to be there, and even, like, his last album, his last solo album, the... The crazy one, the birds, McKnight, whatever that was. Yeah. I gave it a B, B minus, and I just feel about two years ago. You falling off, Travis? Yeah, I feel you like fucking hipster. I feel I feel like Kylie gave him that the Kardashian curse. Oh, I feel like the Kardashian curse is in full effect. I, I ever since you know, it's not that I'm just not fucking with him. I'm just not checking for him. And if it shits on the radio, there's no way I'm like, yo, turn this shit off. Uh, but it's just not going to make it to my favorite playlist. Like, most likely. I don't know. I just had this this feeling that I can't describe. I don't know. Um, I'm, I don't know. I just was excited and looking forward to it, but I just didn't know how to explain it. But that's those were my thoughts. How were you feeling knowing that there was a new Travis album and you're going to review it? What were, what were your thoughts? Uh, first, I would just say my experience with uh, Travis Scott is a little bit different than yours. I kind of started off as a hater, and then he <laughs> grew on me. So, like, yeah, now... Yeah. It's like probably Astro World. To be honest, is the most excited I've ever been for a Travis Scott album. Wow. Which that's not saying much. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't love Travis Scott music as much as other people do. I, I do enjoy it. I do understand why it's special. Right. But I'll be here for the bars for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, the production is cool, but yeah. But uh, I was still to the point where I like Birds in the Trap sing Brian McKnight. There you go. That's what it was called. That uh, I was still excited about Astro World. Like songs on that last album, I still bumped today. Like uh, mm-hmm. Loose, the Pick Up the Phone. Like yeah. those songs to me, like two Antidote. years later. I think it was Antidote. Antidote. Been on there. Those songs still bump two yeah. years later. They hold weight for a long amount of time, and so. Uh, with that being said, I was excited to see what this Astroworld will give us. By the way, the cover looks lit as fuck. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, the yeah. cover looks lit as fuck. We'll get into that later. And um, so that's another reason I was excited. I kind of like the promo rollout of this album. Yeah. The way they were uh, putting that kind of Travis Scott face. face on like weird places in the world. <laughs> like it, popping up. Yeah. Right, right. I, I thought that was a tight ass uh, promo for the I, album. I thought the same. I was like, where the fuck are they putting this set? Like, how are you just. Just popping this up out of nowhere. I don't know. I right. thought the same thing. So I was down for it, and then you brought it up to the uh, the Kardashian and curse. <laughs> so I was I was curious to see what effect that curse would have on this album. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and with that being said, let's hop into our highlight record. Let's get it. Bow down and kneel to greatness. All right, man. It's time to bow down to the greatness. Monte mm-hmm. the pro. You know, I had people asking where you was at. They were concerned. <laughs> so now that you're back on the uh, pod, my man, take the lead. Floor is yours. What's the best song on the album? We got 17 seven, records. 17 records. Um, 
It was funny because I had a record that I really enjoyed, but you texted me and you said it was yours. So I'm not going to say what that real record was. Please, until I'll please, let you, please. I'll let you have your moment. But after I heard it again, another record that I straight up liked the fuck out of it was track number six, No Bystanders. Spitting hours on this flight, man. Told the pilot ain't no flight plans. Can't believe whatever I'm saying. And ain't no whenever I land. I just think this song really sums up Travis Scott to the T. Um, it's wild energy, aggressive 808, loud chanting, quick and sharp rapping and melodic singing. Like, I can't think of a better way to describe Travis Scott than no bystander. Like, this song is oozing with personality on this record. Um, for me, for me, the first thing that really, really caught my attention, that caught my ear, that made me want to say, this song is my highlight and going on my favorite playlist right now, is when I heard, fuck the club up, Bitch. fuck the club up. Bitch. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, fuck the club up, you know? Because yeah, me and you, we grew up on Yin Yang Twins. Yes. We grew up on Little John, yes. to the window, mm, to, to the, the wall. And then that fuck the club up. Yes. Gave me that feeling That's what I was gonna say I felt the same exact way as you And I just felt like This shit just brings me back um, Just hearing this With the catchy hook And just the banging ass beat The beat is just so good The beat is so good I honestly feel like The beat is overproduced <laughs> And like Beats get overproduced Like it's just like So much going on So good It's like you know what I mean? It's close, but it's really, 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 really good. I really enjoy the production on this song. But I've been listening, going back to the song, talking about Juice World. I've been listening to Juice World. I really like that uh, the record he has on the radio, uh, The Dreams. It's some song he has on the radio that my girl likes. I like it. A lot of people have been liking it. It's been on the radio a lot. And I don't know. And I heard this song. It made sense. Sonically, it sounded great for the collaborations with the singing, the melodic singing. And then, like, just the two features really were well played. It's just everything about this song, I'm really trying to say, is well calculated. I looked it up on Rap Genius to show to, like, I was wondering how, like, how thought out was this uh, song. This song has like four producers that made one beat and about six writers that made this, these couple verses. So I just want to say like he really spent his time yeah. thinking about this record. So for me, track number six, No Bystanders, is straight up my favorite. Okay, I, I, I got a couple thoughts on No Bystanders. Okay, what's up? First, rappers really need to chill on not telling us what features are on the song on the song title. <laughs> oh my that god. That shit is fucking oh my, annoying, oh dog. My god. Oh that my shit god. is not tight. It doesn't make your track list look cooler. <laughs> I thought Sway Lee was on this song for like a week. <laughs> I found out yesterday it was Juice World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> so one, I'm perturbed. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Uh like you said, great record. I love the hook. Fuck the club up. Amazing. Mm -hmm. The flow Travis uses was probably his strongest flow on the album. He ripped through his verse. And uh, I, I want to ask you this. What's up? Spent 10 hours on the flight, man. Told the pilot ain't no flight plans. <laughs> you think uh, he's talking about smoking or you think he's actually flying around with no, no plans on some stupid rich shit? I think that he's flying around with no plans. I Damn, think on, I, I, on just some rich flex fuck you shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, on some Kylie money. Have you, have you seen some of his jewelry? 
Like some of that shit just looks stupid. Like you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> like, it's just like, why are you spending thousands of dollars on this? Like, yeah, this is fucking no flight plans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. you know what I mean. So yeah, that's what I think. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and uh, I think we're gonna close out that record. I'm gonna hop into my highlight record. If yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was holding back on saying what was my first song that I really liked in the song because Will Gill texts me. So you tell everybody else what was your highlight record. All right, tra- first. It's track number three, Sicko Mode. <laughs> I know you heard the song. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, Travis during his come up, man, was criticized for biting other people's sounds. There's been times where you could tell he was trying to hum like Cuddy. Mm. Or there was time he was trying to make me feel like I was listening to Future. <laughs> but this track, Sicko Mode, yeah. man, only Travis Scott can bless us with a record like this. Mm-hmm. The song itself is split into three different sections. Section one, right when the record starts, you get hit with that straight out of a scary movie type keys. Astro. Yeah. And you start getting the feeling Sun that... This record's gonna be a little different. Yeah, yeah. Drake opens up Sicko Mode with a short verse. It almost felt like a like a teaser more than a verse. Mm-hmm. Then you get hit with that transition to part two with the rolling drums, a perfect setup for the bouncy instrumental on the second section. Section two of this record gives us Sway Lee and Big Hawk vocals, which was smooth as fuck. Yeah. Travis Scott also chops in samples from Uncle Luke. Mm-hmm. He gives us Gives us a biggie, give me the loot, ad lib that punches home one of his bars. Section two is just fly as fuck. Yeah. And then we move into section three. We get another breakdown plus beat flip. Section three closes with Drake and Travis rapping over a bassy instrumental. Drake's verse to me. Mm-hmm. Felt kind of weak. You, you thought so? The uh, lyric, lyrics are his presence. Lyrics. Okay. His presence was there. He's yeah, Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he he brings presence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the feel of his verse can be summed up with uh, this one bar. I did half a Zan. Thirteen hours till I land. Mm-hmm. Had me out like a light. <laughs> I would say Drake's verse was at least. Another half a Xan away from being dope. <laughs> but uh, but all good. Travis closes the record out with the super flex baby mama cover of Forbes. Got these other bitches shook. Travis Scott is getting that Kylie baby mama sh money. <laughs> and uh, everything about Sicko is La Flames. I know <laughs> you've been listening to this song for two weeks now or whatever, but go listen to it again. It's as good as you remember. And that's uh, track three, Sicko Mode, Vontae the Pro. Anything to add? Man, you broke that down better than I think I could. Only thing <laughs> I want to say is when I heard this song and I thought about it, it just sounds as good as it sounds on paper. Right. You know what I mean? Just hearing Travis Scott them two together new album it's like okay this high expectations you yeah. know what i mean like the bar is being just rising and then has the beat goes and as it goes into it it's just like perfect it just really is exactly what you would want out of these two yeah. and also one thing i want to add um that i thought was really important about this song was the placement of it because i feel like with the placement of the song it makes me feel like this is the third song on the album this, the album starts off 
pretty fire. And then I'm just listening to the song and I'm like, I instantly start thinking this is the hottest album of 2018. <laughs> like when I hear this record and it just, just by starting the album, I'm like, oh my God, I think this might be one of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what this, that's what uh, Sickle Mode makes me feel like. I think people have definitely heard it. A lot of people have heard it. If not, to, like you said, do yourself a favor, a big favor and check out track number three. Cool word. I think it's a perfect spot just to kind of put a stamp on our highlight records there. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, let's hop on to the general side of this podcast. Okay. Special cloth alert. <laughs> Big bezel alert. <laughs> Pinky ring. It's special cloth. Look at the fabric somewhere. All right, man. Uh, special cloth. We got 17 records. Vontae the Pro, you took the lead on the uh, highlight. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, go first. I just want to bring this record up because I got to say... Track number 12, Yosemite, mm-hmm. has the best feature on the album, and the best feature on Who? the album Who? is Gunna. Gunna? Who? Hey, I don't know Gunna like that. <laughs> I, I, I don't be listening. I don't keep, I, it's hard to keep up, bro. I got to hit my podcast, and it's hard for me to keep up. I just know the kids fuck with Gunna. That's it, okay? Uh, okay, and, okay. And uh, based on track number 12, Yosemite, mm-hmm. I see why. You said I'm running on my pants and my chest Chanel dress, clean up a mess I eat a flesh, you know the rest Pound up a hunt, copper Rolex Shine like the sun, you truly blessed Who's gonna be take? In the club boy like a who with these jets Yes, it's on me, got my Gucci shirt wet Put the M in my bag, I'm getting used to the rest I'm with this school where they teach you for next 500 shoes with a drip, I invest Bruh, Gunna on this track, delivery and flow he brought to the record was beautiful and smooth. Way too beautiful and smooth for a dude with the rap name Gunna, (laughs) by the way. And uh, Gunna's verse was so ill, they was like, we just got to open the song with it. (laughs) And not only did they just open the song with Gunna's verse, they were like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. This shit's too hot. It's the hook now, too. <laughs> we get his verse twice, and it becomes the hook. That's how hot Gunna's shit was on Yosemite. Uh, the beat on the record is smooth. Travis is floating on this record. Ice on my neck. Flawless baguette. Hop off the jet. Barely got rest. I like that flow he brought to this record. <laughs> yeah. Dope song. They even remastered Nav's vocals, I heard, yeah. because they were kind of shaky when you first heard it. So go back and listen to this song, because... It legit got better since the last time you heard this song. <laughs> Did you uh, like Yosemite Vontae the Pro? Uh, count up a hundred and cop a Rolex. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, I like what Gunner did to the record. Everything else, I wouldn't say everything else, but I I don't give this this record the time. I don't give it the time. I personally don't like this record that much. Damn, bro. Then yeah, what, yeah. what you I, fucking with then so I can shit on your record? <laughs> what, what, what you like, bro? Because all that was fine and Danny. You know what I mean? They, that was cool. I like the hook and whatnot. But for me, all right. So another song I want to talk about, I want to kind of like somewhat try and go in order of some of my favorite ones. And the songs that I want to talk about first is uh, Skeletons. I feel like I got to say everything like all the songs. Skeletons, <laughs> wake up. You know, like, I got to say it like that. Skeletons featuring uh, Pharrell Williams and The Weeknd. Coachella, I gave a half of the check. It was good. All right, I just want to say I like the weekend uh, collaborations. I don't know where Pharrell is, but he's listed on the song. He's ad libbing. 
I mean, I'm listening, but like I'm I don't know, I just didn't really hear him as much as I wanted to, I guess. I guess when he's like 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 uh Jay-Z be putting Beyonce on songs, but don't be featuring her. You know what I mean? So that's why that's why I was like, who, where? All right, but whatever. Um nonetheless with this song, the beat feels it just feels very retro to me. Um the drums and the melody and the beat, it just found it just sounds like it sounds like the Astro World thing that he's going for. It sounds like he's trying to sonically uh, put us in a certain place in this job this, sonically this song like with the beat does it but this you know you talked about Kid Cudi earlier about how he was compared and and whatnot and sounded close to him I think this one kind of sounds like a Kanye Kid Cudi inspired instrumental to me like I could hear Cudi hum, right. hum, you know humming on this and um but I don't know that that's that and then this this song right here lastly I just want to say this song has to be written and written for uh Kylie I think this song is yeah. for Ky- I think this song is for Kylie. Bruh, the bar. The first line. The first line when he mentions the uh, Coachella yeah. and giving her half a check. And I just want to say, come on, player. She got more bread than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to take half a check. <laughs> yeah. You need to be dropping dick off. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just tired of these like niggas trying to like stand up for Kardashians. Like him, like the whole good music camp is like really trying to say like these people are like something else. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Did ske- you- skeletons is solid as fuck, bro. For real, if you're like Vontae the Pro and like you just heard that you're like, where the fuck is for real? I, I I can't find him. He's like Vontae the Pro. He's missing. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you where to find him. Keep your ears open. Uh, Pharrell is ad libbing the weekend on the hook. So next time you listen to that track and you want to look for him, listen closely. It's pretty easy to miss, but that's where he's at. Okay. And I don't have like no super ear like where I found it. Mm. That shit showed up on Genius. <laughs> so hey. Okay. Okay. Um. I'm- uh, do you like the weekend features? Because he's on this album, I think, like twice. Uh, yeah. Uh, weekend kind of pops in and out. I like the way he's used on the album, especially okay. like on the parts where uh he's a little bit shorter on there. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's one record where the weekend is kind of heavily used, and that was on. I think, I think wake track, up. I think it was track eight. Yeah, track eight. Track eight. It feels like a weekend record. All right. So I'm gonna dive into that record because yeah, it's one up. of the ones I like. Uh, perfect transition. Wake up. The first time I heard this record, I thought it was gonna be my highlight record. That's how much I enjoyed oh, yeah? it. Yeah. It opens up with that strumming guitar. I don't wanna wake up. I want you spread out on the sheets. The overly distorted vocals that lead into like the weekend singing mm-hmm. about how good life is. He doesn't want to wake up. This should sound like and, sex in the morning. And then when I say <laughs> life, it's me saying life because I don't want to say pussy so good because that's pretty much what weekend says over and over. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the record sounds good. It feels good. Right. Travis Scott drops one of my favorite lines that on the album that I kind of like to immaturely chuckle at What's where that? he says, uh, that's my Coco. I'm her iced tea. Bend her over so, for some piping. And then that bar right there is directly followed up by the it's lit. At lip. <laughs> To me, that's just iconic shit from Travis Scott. So, uh, wake up, a record that I've I enjoyed a lot. What about you, Von Tedder Pro? I really, I really enjoy Wake Up a lot. I mean, just like I was saying, I like whenever Travis and The Weeknd uh, collab together. I feel like The Weeknd is like he's not really like an OG, but he's been he's 
ahead of Travis in my head. Like, he's bigger artist. So I felt like he always shows Travis how to make better records. You know what I mean? And normally when I hear them together, I like it a lot. So I just want to say, I just want to add that I really like whenever he does it. I like how you said they, uh, he always is very well played on this album. Um, and like I said, it sounds like a weekend album, but a uh, weekend song, but it's just like fresh air. Like, this album, it kind of goes highs and lows as far as, like, production. Like, it's not really so trappy, I would say, compared to his last album. But this, just hearing certain moments like this, like, it just, like, feels, like, so good. This is going to be on the radio. This is, like, definitely one of those records right here. So track number eight was good. I want to go into the next record that I really liked. It's the next one, track number nine, 5%. Ten. Think through the family. Grab a bass like Janet. Upside, side, don't panic. Got a switch, got a change up transit. Still jump around, move fancy. And I still don't like shit fancy. Up late, feeling real chancy. The outside really trying to end me. Bump. I just, 5% tint, bro. Like, I just love how dark this record, this record sounds. It sounds super dark. Um, the tempo of this record, of the instrumental and everything, it makes me feel like the Houston, you know, sound. Like it's choppy, uh, chopped and screwed. You know, feeling yeah. that you and know, I like that. Uh, who's that peeking through, through my window? And that was the next thing I was gonna say. Like that, like feels. It just feels like I. I like when any rapper says that. You know what I mean? Because like it's just so many ways you can perceive that. It's art is so subjective with that line. And um, and then another thing that I wanted to mention because that was what I really liked. Like I like the hook when he says that a lot. Um, but I thought it was really funny on this song, track number nine. He goes flip-flop, and he kind of, like, out here on some, like, I'm fucking bitches getting money. When he says, funny, we ain't in that lovey-dovey shit. We on that Kevin Hart shit. Yeah, yeah. So he said something like that. Mm -hmm. We on that Kevin Hart shit. So I was just like, yo, bro, you just went, like, anytime I see you on Instagram, and your last song, you were just saying that about how, like, the pussy was so good. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, and you don't want to wake up. <laughs> yeah, now you out here saying you Kevin Hart? What? You know, like, I was a little confused in that one line, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to act like I didn't hear it, and I'm going to mind my business. <laughs> <laughs> so track, uh, track number nine, 5% tint was good. 5% tint, uh, real quick. To me, that, that, that piano, does it remind you of uh, Khaleesi's I'm uh, say? Is it the same piano or am I tripping? Uh, I think it's a different piano, but the melody is similar. It's similar? I think the notes, okay. I think the notes are very close. Yeah, I see what you mean by that. Okay, that was kind of like my last little thing I wanted to bring up before you moved on. And uh, another record that I love, this is pretty much my last record that I want to kind of dive deep into, and we could talk about this album in yeah. a whole after this. But it's the last song. It's track number 17, Coffee Bean. And this record to me oh, holds... Oh, man. That's one, fire. It holds one of my favorite instrumentals on the album. Mm -hmm. Bad, bad for you, but I get the coffee bean. How would you feel if I had you? Trust me, you'll be mad too. I love the classic feel of Coffee Bean in an album full of like turn up beats. Right. It's so nice that when this album closes, you get hit with something that feels a little bit more subtle, yeah. a little bit closer to the roots of hip hop. Mm -hmm. And I think to get the most from this album, you have to listen to this album all the way through mm -hmm. in order. Yeah. And Coffee Bean is one of those pillars that makes that statement true. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's a great song on its own, Coffee Bean. You can slap it, put it on the playlist, whatever. But it definitely feels more impactful as track 17 on the 17-track album. Mm -hmm. And not to mention the fact that it's the most... 
personal and honest Travis we got on the album. Yeah. He's touching on his insecurities, his relationship with Kylie, everything that comes with that relationship. And he had a bar that kind of stood out to me that I thought was interesting where he says, uh, what, what's that? Bonnie and Clyde, the money and the who. And he's saying, like, compared to Kylie, mm-hmm. he's the who. Yeah. Which is, like, pretty trippy to think about because in, like, the world of hip-hop, especially, like, new pop, mainstream hip-hop, Travis Scott is almost one of the biggest artists yeah. out right now. But still, when he's standing next to Kylie, they're like, who's this guy with the braids? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he feels that. And, yeah. he, and, he, mm-hmm. and he knows it's, it's there. It almost uh. keeps him down to earth in a way. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Okay, I see but, that. But uh, Coffee Bean, how'd you feel about that record, Vontae the Pro? I felt like it was probably the most most personal song on this album. Right. Uh, when it goes into it, like how you said, like when you listen, when you really listen to everything else on the album, then Coffee Bean comes on, and you're like, this feels different. He's pulling me in. He's pulling my attention in, and he wants me to listen to this. And I really enjoy Coffee Bean a lot. Listen to the album, and then go into this song, I would say. And then you know what we're talking about, how like this record is sonically different. But yeah, definitely. Cool. Definitely. Vontae the Pro, you have any specific songs you want to touch on before we talk about the album positive on the, like a larger scale? Um, I got two more records that I just want to talk about briefly. They're features, so I just want to, I could group them together. Two other features I really liked in this album that people should check out. Track number 10, uh, NC17 featuring 21 Savage. I think 21, a, 21, 21. I think it's a hot record. I think that record is so hot. Um, I just think that the feature is really important. I think that the way how the beat sounded and everything, it sounded like 21 was supposed to be on it, like Metro Boom and made the beat or something yeah. like that. So I really like it. And then I like when 21 is talking about, you know, don't come outside, we on that gang shit and crossing niggas out. I'm like, Okay, nigga. Like I'm not I'm like, <laughs> about, it, about it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I might have to go buy this album now. I might go buy this song. And then the other song I really enjoyed that I think people would like is uh track 14, Who What? Um it's a it's wow. it's the it's the Migo feature. Uh I think it's well worth a listen. I think Quavo and Travis Scott always make good music. That's why they put that collaboration project out, I believe. Hancho. Um so I just has this song right here, track 14, has hella energy and if you know how to do that like shoot 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 that shoot dance i think this record this is the record for track number 14 who what makes me want to just shoot one time and uh, i'm just happy that they didn't take take off on this song and he got a verse (laughs) (laughs) but that's all i gotta say all right uh before we flip over to like the negative side of this podcast i kind of want to touch on some like just wider subjects than specific songs okay i just think the greatest strength of this album outside of the production is the sequencing of this album. There is just so much going on with this album from the range of vibes you get, from the different sounds you get, all the beat switches in the album. There's chopped up samples. There's a crazy amount of features. People, even the features are just like literally popping in and out. Sometimes a feature could come in for one bar. Yeah. And then like Stevie Stevie Wonder got a credit on one of these songs. Oh, yeah? I know I didn't hear no damn Stevie. <laughs> you listened to that Pharrell song like 15 times and even though Pharrell was on it, that's kind of like how crazy yeah. this album is and like how much things are moving around. Things could get messy quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But everything on this album 
feels like it's in the exact spot it needs to be. Stop trying to be God on track five. Just feels like a perfect fit. It's right after uh, the superstar record sicko mode and the mm-hmm. DJ screw uh, tribute. That seems like a perfect placement to me. 5% tent, even though I don't love the song. It feels like a perfect follow-up to Wake Up. Like yeah. it's, that's the perfect song to follow that. Mm-hmm. Stargazing to open, Coffee Bean to close. Shout out to everybody involved with the production on this album mm-hmm. because you motherfuckers was paying attention to the details. Great job. Do not listen to this album on shuffle. Don't disrespect <laughs> it like that. Put your songs in your playlist. Go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, if you yeah. don't give this uh, album a run, do not do it on shuffle because you're only... You're only hurting yourself because yeah. the album sounds best in order. Yeah, it, it performs very well just start to finish. I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, I wanted to ask you, do, you, do you feel like, does it feel like a theme park? Does Astro World sonically sound like a theme park? Uh, maybe not a theme park, but okay. I'll give Travis Scott a circus. Oh, okay. You know, it feels like I'm I'm in Travis Scott's world. Oh. So, uh, and I that's I hats off that. to production. It's not as large as a fucking world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, but you got that circus, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a ticket. Yeah, I'll get a ticket. How, how do you feel out. about it? Uh, yeah, I think I think it has its moments. I think that, like you said, I'm not really trying to say it's like a. I feel like it feels like an amusement park. Oh, it feels right. like sonically. I feel like he could. I think he could really stretch this album out in crazy ways. And also, I wanted to ask you: um, Do you think it's too many songs on this album? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, shit. Well, let's get into our highlight. Well, no, the highlights. I don't see. See how long I haven't been here. Go ahead, Will Gill. Take it away. We are definitely not getting into our highlights. We're getting into the records we do not fuck with. Uh, Logic, please, please, please play that drop. No, no, because I don't fuck with nobody. Yeah, I don't fuck with nobody, like at all, nobody. So, it's very simple. <laughs> all right, man, we got to talk about what we not fucking with. Vontae yeah. the Pro, do you know yeah. what we yeah. doing? Yeah. <laughs> do you know? I think I think I, I think I know part of this part of this show. <laughs> do you want me to take the lead? So at least like uh, I want I want to I want to take the lead because okay. you probably you probably right. know. Well, you know. Okay, so let's get it. <laughs> all right, Vontae Pro, please tell me what you're not fucking with on this album. Okay, so there's some general things and a specific thing. I start with the general. I feel like. Um, maybe we didn't need all these songs. I think three songs could have been chopped off. Um, I think Butterfly Effect was kind of old. Yeah. There's a couple other records that kind of like, they could be background music, but it's really close. It would be really like nipping some of these songs. I think just hear, seeing 17 on like the list just makes me feel like, uh, and then just, I don't know. I just feel like Travis Scott sounds sometimes with 17 records. Sometimes it could stretch itself too thin. So that's that. And that's just one. That's small. If, you know, that's just me being really picky and thinking about things. But then another thing, just specifically, um, I don't like uh, I don't like 24 hours on Yosemite. I really don't like that record. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't I don't really like 24 hours. And I think 20 I follow him on Instagram. Like you know what I mean? Like I follow I I, I like I like what he does most of the time. I just feel like at this point when 20 no, 20 21 24 hours came on, I just felt like it was just too much effects. It was just too polished, just too fucking polished for me, and it just. Capped it on. I was just thinking when I when I ran into the song and I was like, yeah, we could take this song out. We could take out Butterfly Effect and a couple other records. So that was my personal beef when I heard it. As soon as I heard 24 Hours, I was, yep, just throw the whole fucking record away and never, <laughs> you know, I don't ever want to go on that fucking roller coaster ride again. That shit fucking sucks and it's ass and I'm telling everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. So, How do you really feel? <laughs> so, yeah, I just don't like that record. Okay. But, but that's my beef with this album. What All about right. you? 
Okay, I got a confession to make. Uh-oh, uh-oh. As soon as you asked me, um, do I feel like this album's too long, I quickly answered no and like almost like matter-of-factly answered no like it was a stupid question. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And as soon as I said no, I regretted it. <laughs> Why? Why? Like, you know what? Actually, this album is too long. <laughs> because <laughs> See? Because when I do get to who, what, I'm mm-hmm. ready for Coffee Bean. Yeah, yes. And yes. then so I got to listen to who, what, and then it goes into Butterfly Effect, Houston Fornication. Yep. Butterfly Effect, Houston Fornication, who, uh, who, what, they're all okay records. Yeah, yeah. But do we need them? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I would say the album might be a slight too long. I like what you said. Maybe remove three songs. Yeah. And we, especially like Butterfly Effect and Houston Fornication. Yeah. Those seem like the most overabundant sounding songs on this album. So mm-hmm. it would have been nice if it's just kind of chopped out there. Yeah, 15, so, 15, 14 songs on the album is, could still be a good album. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm hand-in-hand with you right there. And uh, you brought this song up earlier, kind of giving it some props, and it's kind of, for me, where the album kind of hits its low point. What's that? And it's the one that starts off the decline, and it's track number 14. Who? What? Oh, you don't like? You don't like? You don't? I thought, it's good, I man. Thought, uh, I thought Travis Float. I was pretty impressed with the way Travis was rapping on all these on yeah. the majority of these songs. Don't get me wrong. What he's saying is whatever, and <laughs> most of the time forgettable at best. Yeah, but on uh, cadence flow, but was, was there? He yeah. gave me some presence on on who what I feel like that presence was not there, mm. and uh, I, I was not feeling mm. the flow he was mm-hmm, using. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a song that has Quavo and what was the other Migo that was on there? Uh, take off, take off. For a song that has take off and uh, Quavo, it doesn't feel like a superstar record. When I hear Migos okay. on the song. I needed to damn near be like sicko mode and Drake. Okay, okay. Quavo's a superstar. He shouldn't be dug into an album at track fourteen yeah. on a on a song that's easily forgettable. If, if Quavo's on the album, it's probably going to be a single. Like when you said, "I like who what," I almost said, "Who what?" <laughs> <laughs> like, like the song is almost forgetting itself. That's how forgettable it is. Okay. That being said, let's uh, hop into the grade of enough. our album. All right, all right. Vontae the Pro, I'm going to let you say your second since it's been a while since you hit a grade. Oh, okay. For me, man, I would say production, like always, Travis Scott, that's his foot forward in every album. He does a great job of kind of like taking us into his realm and like we're just kind of living in these sounds. It feels that way. Right. The album cover, I want to give it a like just like a nod. Like I want to keep acknowledging it because the album cover is dope. I like when artists are really going for it. Like he's mm. not just creating songs, he's creating vibes, he's creating sounds, he's creating astral world. And I like when artists go for it. So shout out Travis for going for it. Well said. Uh my uh, my my downside on this album is the fact that Travis Scott is technically a rapper. Mm. And I would say a lot of these raps is secondary to the production. And it just yeah. sucks that like I can't care about any of these words really. Like I could pick yeah. things here and there, have a laugh about it here and there. But that's you Googling it yeah, and, and, not, and yeah. not hearing it the first time and being like, ooh. But we got 17 tracks and like I can't really tell you nothing Travis said was tight. Yeah, I can't make a meme out of this. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say that's kind of like the downside of this album is production forward, lyrics secondly. Mm -hmm. And it's always been that way, but... You know, yeah. it is what it is with Travis Scott. Uh-huh. Uh, I enjoy this album as a whole. It could definitely be missed three songs. And I would say this album is a very solid. What you giving it? 
B plus. Okay. It's just everything they did is right. And I, I'm gonna say this: I like Birds in the Trap. Sing Brian McKnight. I like the songs on there more, the particular single songs on that album more mm. than any song I like on here. But I like the album Astral World Better. more than I like Birds in the Trap. Sing Brian McKnight. Okay, because everything was just well done. It just doesn't have the high highs that I Has, felt the last yeah. album had. Okay, okay, man. Okay, we we pretty close. All right. So for me, I feel like with this album. Astro Road is like an amusement park or it very easily could be a video game. Very easily, like with this album. Sonically, it's very good, too. He mentioned in an interview that he did that this one was different from his rest. But, you know, Travis, everybody says that. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, he said it was different from the rest because he said he was producing, engineering, singing. And uh, he's doing something that I absolutely agree on that he's doing better at and that's rapping there's more rapping on here yeah. when there's you say rapping, rapping it's more like a, a presence of right. rapping of a it's not like listen to what i'm saying yeah be rabbit pop a dot rapping <laughs> it's more like yeah. i'm here rapping yeah because <laughs> travis scott could easily you know scream his way out of a record or just do some like melodic shit where you're just like you know he's a rapper but like I don't really hear him rap. Right. You know what I mean? So this one, he said that's what he did. I agree with him wholeheartedly. I fuck with this album a lot. Right now, I'm gonna give it an 89%, and that's a B plus. Um, super close to an A. Like you said, it just can't be an A right now. Yeah. And I feel like if I feel like that now, maybe this be my B a C one day. I just feel it's hard for me to give Travis a A with such lackluster lyrics. Like, it, it just yeah. feels incomplete to me. Maybe if he have a, has an album full of, like, coffee beans, right. then, then, then right. that's something. It's he, like, be honest. Yeah, put your dad hat on. Be a dad. Be a, be, be a real person, you know? <laughs> I like that Vontae Pro. <laughs> so so that's my rating, B+. You and I both giving B+. That's great. All right, All right. man. I'm, I'm good, man. This is, man, I had a good time. Word. Thank <laughs> you for coming on, player. And uh, if you guys want to let us know how you feel about this Travis Scott Astro World album, you can uh, let us know on Twitter at HHR underscore pod. We hashtag team follow back over here. So if you fuck with us, we, <laughs> we fuck, fuck with, with you all day. And you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, a whole bunch of other fucking platforms. Just search us. Hip Hop Review Podcast will pop up. If you listen to us on iTunes, make sure you drop a review. And uh, thank you all for listening. My guy, Vontae the Pro, thank you for uh, coming on. You uh, Do you have anything new you want to tell anybody about? VontaeVision.com. That's pretty much it. Trying to just put out some projects and keep these visuals coming. But as always, I'm Vontae the Pro, and I'm kicking it with my homie. Will Gill, and this is the Hip Hop Review Podcast, and we changing the motherfucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Travis Scott, Astro World. Thank y'all for listening, and stay blessed.